Welcome to First Words, a podcast presented by the First United Methodist Church of Florence. Today's message is brought to you by Associate Pastor Rev. Dr. Terry Stubblefield. There's nothing quite like being happy, smiling, laughing, even a good belly laugh. There's nothing like laughing, really laughing. Laughing so hard that tears run down your cheeks, laughing so hard that you can't catch your breath, or laughing so hard you get choked and you cough. We laugh when we're happy. We laugh when something funny happens. We laugh along with others. There are some people that just make you laugh. They make you happy when they laugh. Uh, the only name that comes to me right now that you would know is Chuck Hyde. And when he laughs, he laughs. His face laughs. His whole body laughs. And he makes you happy. Well, we laugh when we're nervous. We laugh in disbelief. Laughing relieves stress, stimulates our hearts, our lungs, our muscles, releases endorphins in our brains, and helps us feel better. We want to laugh. Now, maybe you like to read sad, movie, sad books or watch sad movies. And somehow, sad movies are worse to me than books. I guess it's the visual part of it. But even if you do, you need a break sometimes to watch a fun movie, an entertaining movie. I always say, life is hard and sad enough not to have to watch a sad movie. I do like to read Southern literature. I'll collect Southern literature from the 1920s and 1930s, which is called the Southern Renaissance, which I think is the greatest period of American literature. There was a group at Vanderbilt called the Fugitives that included John Crow Ransom, Donald Davidson, Robert Penn Warren, and they influenced other Southern writers like William Faulkner and Catherine Ann Porter, Erskine Caldwell, Tennessee Williams, William Styron, Thomas Wolfe, and they in turn influenced others in what was then the agrarian literary movement in the United States. Reynolds Price, James Dickey, Walter Percy, Adora Welty, Brownie O'Connor, Carson McCullers, Harper Lee, Wendell Berry, Ernest Gaines, and Jesse Stewart. But these books generally are not light and funny. This period, most Southern writers of this style and the writers of the influence can be described as life is hard and then you die. But we do want to laugh. So much of our lives are serious. We're surrounded with social problems and sin. Life sometimes is emotionally overwhelming. And when that happens, we crave joy and entertainment and laughter. And that's why so many of us watch, at times, sitcoms. And we watch comedians. And we like jokes. We want to laugh and make other people laugh. And even the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 22, a joyful heart is good medicine. And there's been studies that show that a positive attitude and a good outlook and laughter makes life better and longer and even helps you fight some of the ravages of of disease. When today's text in Genesis 18 that Lisa read, it's a hot day. It's probably the hottest part of the day. Sarah's inside the house, probably a tent. Abraham is maybe sitting in the doorway in the shade. And maybe he's taking a nap. Maybe he's just resting. Then suddenly three men appear. And one of them speaks as the Lord. And they say, we have brought news. Well, this is strange. But hospitality is a sacred duty in those days. So Abraham asked him to stay. He brings water for him to bathe. He asked Sarah to make bread. 
and he's getting the barbecue ready to cook them something to eat. But in the meanwhile, he gives them some snacks, curds, and cheese, and milk. And the men eat, and they tell Abraham why they came. Well, maybe Abraham is scared. Maybe he's excited. Maybe he's questioning. Maybe he's anticipating something. They ask, where's Sarah? Well, she's in the tent. And then they tell Abraham that he and Sarah will have a baby. Now, Sarah's listening inside the tent. And we see Sarah, Abraham's wife, laughing from a different perspective. She's laughing in disbelief. She's thinking to herself, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a baby. I'm 90 years old. But before we're too hard on Sarah, when Abraham heard the same promise in chapter 17, he laughed so hard and he fell to his knees and he said, can a 100-year-old man with a wife that's 90 years old have a baby? Both Abraham and Sarah are soon to discover that when it comes to God's promises, they are no laughing matter. Now the promise in chapter 17 and 18 are a reaffirmation of the promise that God made in Genesis chapter 12 when Abraham is 75 years old and Sarah is 65 years old. And they've been waiting nearly 25 years for this promise to come true. God had promised that Abraham's family would become a great nation and through him, all the families of the earth would be blessed. So now at age 99 and 89, soon to be 190, these promises may seem ridiculous and impossible. They've been waiting nearly 25 years. The promise God gave to Abraham and Sarah was much more than just having a baby or even becoming a great nation. Galatians 3.16 tells us that the promises were made to Abraham and his offspring. Not offsprings, offspring talking about one person that would come through Abraham. And that would be Jesus Christ, the Savior, our Messiah. The blessing we receive from this promise is Jesus, our answer for deliverance from sin. Romans chapter 4 explains that just as Abraham believed, even believing the seemingly unbelievable, we can also believe that God can bring us to life and give us eternal life, even when we think our situation's hopeless or that we're as good as dead is what Sarah said. The rhetorical question God asked Abraham and Sarah, and the question he asked us today, is anything too hard for God? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? We may laugh or scoff at God's promises to save us, even when we think we don't deserve it. Even when we think my sin can't be forgiven. My sins are too bad for God to love me. Is anything too hard for the Lord? What kind of laughter is in your life right now? Do you have a nervous laugh of unbelief in the promises of God? An unbelief in the ability of God to forgive us? Maybe you're in a season of great joy and you're looking for a life of great joy. Is anything too hard for the Lord? When we jump to Genesis chapter 21, Sarah has the baby. And she names the baby Laughter. Isaac means laughter. So she's still laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> At age 90, she does. God kept the promise. She named him laughter. Now, God is telling us, I don't care what you've done or where you've been. You're loved. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm crazy about you. We can smile. We can laugh at, with joy because God will keep his promises. Is anything too hard for God? Rejoice in the Lord always. Smile and laugh. Amen.
Thank you for listening to First Words. For more information about our services or how to get involved in our community, visit us at fumcflorence.org or facebook.com slash florencefumc.